Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Sarah Richardson. Sarah Richardson is a transformative, inspirational, and results-driven healthcare and technology senior executive who operates within large-scale healthcare environments. She achieves aggressive goals, catalyzes change, and advances sustainability by designing and executing high-performance-based strategies, cultivating top-tier talent, infusing expectations and accountabilities, instilling customer-centric practices, and forging collaborative cultures. Well, good afternoon, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. Great to hear from you again. Yes, absolutely. Sarah, we go way back. Obviously, you were uh, Chief Information Officer here in Kansas City, and I know now you're in Southern California, but I really do miss our chats, and I'm glad we're on this podcast today. So I'm going to jump into the questions. So Sarah, you've navigated a tough industry in the healthcare tech space with a successful track record as a Chief Information Officer, like I mentioned. Could you share with our audience the secret to your drive and success? Sure, Brian. Thanks for the question. I was recently on a panel where they asked similar questions and they said, how do you keep going? How do you know what you need to be doing next? And I said, here's what I've always done in my career. You say yes to new opportunities after you vet them accordingly. You take jobs others don't want. That's how I ended up in Kansas City. Turned out to be the best career decision in my entire life. Be willing to reinvent yourself because if you don't, someone else is going to do it for you. And really important to have continuous learning and curiosity is absolutes in your career, especially when you go into those new opportunities or the spaces that you didn't think you wanted. You have to ask a lot of questions and be comfortable actively listening to really understand the environment that you're there to serve. And knowing the business is really key. You can't go into a line of business if you understand what its mission, vision, values, and strategies are and how they make money and how you can help be a, a flywheel or a catalyst for that. But most importantly, across the board is networking and branding and building relationships. That's how you and I have known each other for, gosh, almost over a decade now mm-hmm. and why it's important to stay in touch with those you meet throughout your career. Absolutely. And Sarah, you know, we're both colleagues, but I always did back in the day. I still do to this day, by the way, but looked up to you as a a strong leader, a woman in technology. And you were actually kind of a mentor of mine in a way. And I just appreciate your leadership over the years. So thank you. And Sarah, as you know, everybody globally is dealing with this pandemic, right? We have all had to make major shifts to adapt to the new normal. Could you share with us what you're doing to adjust and stay relevant with your executive team and the economy? Absolutely. And to touch on your previous comment, yes, I had wanted to work with you for long periods of time and we kept crossing paths. We still have not been on the exact same team yet. Doesn't mean it won't happen someday. So you never know what can what can be created uh, in our ecosystems. Uh Well, what's really key about the whole pandemic space and 21 is not going to be incredibly different. Yes, we're getting vaccinated. Yes, we'll have doses available. That means people have to want to take the vaccine. It means understanding that the efficacy of the 95th percentile is there and and creating that psychological safety for patients and people across the U.S. and the world. That same level of psychological safety is with your teams and not just about the vaccine, but in general, allowing people to speak up, to have many failures, to have things that don't always go as intended and to look for root cause analysis and talk about that because too often, especially now, people are terrified of making bad decisions because they don't want to lose their jobs and yet making no decisions worse than making a bad decision and really being able to have a space where teams can be psychologically safe in trying out new things and making a difference in their community and their organization. You always have to have alignment with your patients and your providers. If you think about healthcare and the true quadruple aim, it's both a satisfaction for your patients and your providers, but that space of offering the best 
quality and affordability, all those things have to keep coming together. So you can't lose sight of who you are serving in the broader spectrum. And then always the communication, transparency, relationships, what I love to call the human element and also crisis management. People always ask me what I mean about the human element. And I say that you have to know each of your people on your team and the people that you work with at a personal level. That's not creepy. You know, there's an appropriate level of, of personalization, but right now it's okay to say, how are the kids? How's the dog? How's sitting in the same room 20 hours a day working out for you? Like it's okay to ask questions about wellness and well-being because isolation and loneliness and mental well-being, like so many factors are, are coming into the mix today that didn't come into the mix before. And if you're uncomfortable in that space, go out and Google a list of questions that make it not feel awkward and tell people ahead of time, I'm going to ask you these questions when we have conversations at a regular cadence. So those are some of the big things that we've been working on and thinking about as an organization. That's awesome. I've heard similar things, but this is certainly something that I think really helps. And as a leader, Sarah, I appreciate you doing that research and reaching out and talking to your team in that fashion. So thank you. And Sarah, are there any new or emerging technologies that you're leveraging today within your organization? Anything you care to share? Even if it's just a cool app that you've really found useful, you could share with us. Sure. What I'd love to share are really probably three ideas around things that we know are happening out there and you hear about it, but you're not sure really how it's applicable to your organization. The first piece that everybody in healthcare is doing is telemedicine. And it's taking it to the next level and thinking about it from the perspective of true virtual care and moving that visit to exception care driven. So you're using data and information and analytics to be able to say, Brian's a higher risk. So he needs to come in for these things or need to be seen for these needs. And then whether you're doing home health monitoring or sending a care manager to his home to check on certain statistics, like there are models of care that telemedicine is accretive to without just replacing the virtual or the actual visit in person. So you really think of it as virtual care and what all those wraparounds are. It's not just the telephone. It's not just the video component. I love that we're thinking more and more about human-centered design for digital acceleration. This is not just about being technology-centered. It is what needs to happen for people to want to use the product and use it in a way that is simple and elegant and makes them sticky to your org. So you think about the person and then you think about the technology to support it. Probably the last thing that I love most, and it's when you have to spin up your own solution in the cloud and using your own DevSecOps teams to do that and getting things right, right away, because you don't have the luxury of a year long uh, master services agreement. So if there's a product that you see in the marketplace that you love and want to use, but you can't get it in there fast enough, then do it yourself and create data platforms with APIs out of them to custom build applications based on regional needs because healthcare is local and you can do all of those things and do them well if you partner with the right vendors to make it happen. Thank you for sharing. I think that's very relevant and your insight on those technologies is absolutely great and I appreciate it and I can't wait to share this out with my global audience. So thanks again, Sarah. And Sarah, as you know, this is the big question. Everybody wants to know more about Sarah Richardson. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in leadership or technology? And I know you were going to put a little plug here as well. So just a quick reminder, I, I would appreciate that. 
Sure. My favorite thing I tell everybody is have a side gig for which you have an absolute passion that lets you explore something that either you're doing at work and you want to do more so in your everyday life, um, but also can help you monetize your superpowers. And so I have my own coaching company, Executive Leadership Coaching called Concierge Leadership. So I love to coach and guide and help people develop in their careers. So I got certified as a coach through the International Coaching Federation. So guess what? I have a private coaching company that I do. I call it nights and weekends because I can't do it all day long while I'm doing my day job. So have a side gig that you love, that you can monetize, that allows you to be relevant both in the things you're looking to do, but also in your industry. But more than anything, do what you love to do and be honest about what that means. So what I do with people that I work with and people that I coach privately is I say, create a list of pros and cons and use that as a lens to view opportunities as they arise, whether that's a new opportunity at work or otherwise. And for example, if you love to lead and be on a team, then accepting a role or an assignment as a sole contributor would probably not be a good fit. And you have to ask tough questions to make good decisions. And if the answer is not what you wanted to hear, then you put that in the box of opportunities being not right for you at the time. And more importantly, if you don't ask the right questions, the answer will always be no. Thank you for sharing, Sarah. That was awesome. And I'm glad you've gotten out on your own and started to explore those things that you love. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So I really, really appreciate that. And I know this is going to be a great podcast. So Sarah, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Likewise. Thanks, Brian. Happy holidays. Bye for now.